Welcome to No Stage Lights, a podcast where we go behind the smoke and mirrors of everything from marriage to entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Janelle Carter. I'm Terry Carter. Welcome back, everybody. What's up, guys? Today, we are talking about our most beloved job. We have lots of jobs. Yeah. But this one is like the Mac Daddy of them all. Music. That's our favorite. That's how we started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Uh, spent the day looking at the calendar and finishing up some booking things. Um, we are our own entity. So we, we book, like if there's a job to do in this band, we do it. We don't have, we are our own team. Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> knows their job. Yes. And so uh, my job, my big job is booking and scheduling and updating the website and social media and all of the things and we got a busy summer coming. Yeah. Um, and well and done. Great. <laughs> thank you. Well done. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And <sighs> busy and exciting. I have to gear up because I struggle with I'm either all in or I'm all out. I would do. I do well on the road. Like I would do well on tour because I'm like, if we play more than two days in a row, I have a hard time adjusting back to home. And if we don't play for two or three days, it's hard to get back out. There. I have a hard time yeah. like gearing up and wanting to get back well, keep it home. And it's, you know, it's easier to stay. I'm like kind of an introvert finding out. I am the most extroverted introvert I know. <laughs> if that's possible. <laughs> it is, because, I, hi, I'm Janelle. And I think I'm right there with you. Um, I think the reason why it works so well to play music is, and please do not take this the wrong way, is we are separated from the mayhem, if you will. Yeah. You know, it just works, you know. And and plus, you know, you, it, where, where we're at, you see more you can you can you're above most of the time you're above everything mm-hmm. um on the physically on the yeah 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 physically yeah i didn't mean that as a, yeah you're above like yeah. you're you can see everything going yeah. on so i and that's a comfort level for, for me, sure you know? if if i'm in a crowded room i damn well better be on that stage because I, otherwise i'm yeah. not able to handle it you know what i just and I'm, i've never been this way mm-hmm. um i noticed this past weekend we were in a crowd and we weren't working and granted, it was among... And we were outside. Yeah, outside. It was like a thousand college kids, it felt like, around me. <laughs> they, there were not a thousand people there. I know, it felt like it. It was about I, 20, I, but okay. I could have okay. chaperoned the place. Um, bottom line, I had to get out of there. Yeah. I was just like, whoa, too many people. Yeah. Well, we're not... Yeah. So, yeah. So, we, we I always tell people, I didn't like being in a crowded room before. Oh, yeah. This has nothing now, to do with what's going on. Yeah. And so... It is a safe a safe zone up there, um, yeah. On the stage, but we have so many fun things planned for this summer. Some great shows, and the beauty if this is gonna I'm gonna show our age real quick. But the beauty of it is is that I would say ninety five percent of the shows are not late. <laughs> don't you feel? Don't you feel like? Oh, that's a long. Well, it's a, you know, yeah, they're excited. They're happy. They're very happy. Right. Don't you feel like that's a young man's game? Those two a.m., three a.m. shows. 
It, they're not. Yeah, of course it is. But you know what? They're not really though. Well, look at it this way. Okay. All your major artists. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody. Mm-hmm. Is playing at midnight, one o'clock in the morning. They're back on their bus and they're sure major artists. But I think their a sleep shirts going to bed. Good chunk of our professional friends that play like really, really play for a living. Well, yeah, you know, it, but that's going to be where you're located. Well, in Chicago, I mean, yeah. some of those clubs are 4am. Yeah. I don't like the redheaded piano bar. That what it's called. I'm not really sure. I think that's where, um, our friend, our friend, Billy Sullivan, when he yeah, comes to the like city, 3am for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. There yeah, are, it's there the redheaded are, piano bar. There are exceptions, obviously, mm-hmm. but if you ask Billy himself, he would definitely doesn't want to be striking chords at 3 a.m. <laughs> Billy, do you want to be striking chords at yeah. 3 a.m.? You um, <laughs> weigh in and tell us. Uh, so funny. So I don't think you know this or not, but I posted. So, so Terry has um, a YouTube channel called Guitar Closet. Yes. Super fun. It is for all you guitar guys and girls out there who are... Just learning there's a lot of good um, beginner information, you know, mm-hmm. everything from care, what type of guitar, what would suit you best, um, tuning it, yeah. stringing it. And I know that all sounds really basic. And, and but, your favorite stuff, like your favorite picks and your favorite strings. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Even you're going to get into a lot of a lot deeper things with like amps and Paddles sounds and, and yeah, tones tone, and all yep. that stuff. Um, and I forgot the point of what I brought that up for guitar closet well anyway you have that which is great um (laughs) i'm trying to remember why i was telling everybody about it uh it doesn't matter and so we've got you know all these these shows that we're doing and they're in their earlier which are is really nice some of them are family friendly and uh that'll be cool which is nice because when we do those shows um like we were doing a two to five slot on a Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, people could bring their children. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, they could order food. So it wasn't just a shot in a beer place by any right. means. Right, 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 right. So they could order food and hang out and everybody's home by seven o'clock and yeah. getting ready for the next day, you know. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. Works out, works out for everybody. I think we're playing every Sunday <clears throat> from, well, it's our Sunday starts, well, this weekend. I think we're playing every Sunday starting this weekend through September. Okay. I'm willing to do that. <laughs> um, this is not a negotiation. This well, is the schedule. <laughs> I just want to say this out loud. Football starts, I think the <laughs> regular season starts on the 6th or 7th or something like that. Of September. Well, they're going to have to get T-Vote. Is that even a thing anymore? <laughs> <laughs> you mean like Tim T-Vote? No. Um, no, they're going to have to get, they'll have to just, yeah, it'll be there. It'll be there. We'll, well have, you know. You know. What do you want me to do? Cancel the shows so you can watch football? Yeah. Okay. So we're hiring a, a <laughs> seasonal guitar player, it sounds like. Darn it. Why did I bring Guitar Closet up? I can't remember. Do you know why? No, I don't. Um, I know one of the things that is really important that I wanted to talk about for a minute. Um, we And I do think that you're going to do some of these guitar closet sessions on the importance of taking care um, of your 
equipment and your instruments like legally. Oh, for insurance and mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, yeah. That's if you're. Yes. Yeah. Because you had a couple guitars stolen from you. Yeah. Um, back in the early nineties, back in 91, mm -hmm. uh, it was with the all night newsboys and, um, I had my, basically my right arm stolen mm -hmm. from me. Um, it was a 62 Stratocaster. I just, okay. So you know who did it? I do. Yeah. And I don't have proof, but I know who's, I know, who, you know, who's yeah. yeah. And so the craziest thing to me is that how could another musician who calls themselves a professional do that to another professional? And I don't understand. Like I could see somebody who's like not a professional. Well, I obviously didn't know him. So, right. I, um, so I can't say whether they were like on the pro scene or not. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Right. So, right. I mean, I, I, I can't, but I, I, it was definitely a, another musician because they were the only ones in the bar at that time. That's the craziest thing. And, uh, so, so moving forward on that, like you protect your equipment at all costs now legally. And well, I'm going to start off by saying I don't take any vintage stuff out anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it well even even the stuff that I do take out, um, like my my blue strat, the mm -hmm. one that I purchased to replace the one that was stolen, mm -hmm. that's been with me for thirty plus years now. So mm -hmm. if that were were to get stolen, I would be very very crushed. Yeah. So well, we still my guitars come home back in the day though. My guitars were in cases mm -hmm. in flight cases and they would go in the equipment truck oh yeah the, your your guitars don't leave your side now yeah so i wouldn't i wouldn't they don't leave our until the next time i played and we still to this day stop at pretty much if we see a, an antique store or a thrift store or pawn shops, pawn, you know. uh, we on the side of the road or whatever we i'll never forget we still go peek and see if we can find any of those guitars this ha we never will and by now the person that's had it has had it longer than i did so that doesn't make I know it honest it you know the only thing i can hope for is they were hit by a bus going across the <gasps> oh, street oh gosh jeez sorry it's pretty intense <laughs> yeah, wow well, hey that honesty's uh okay where i'm coming from well, musicians shouldn't steal from other musicians is so. someone driving the karma bus that hits the person <laughs> that um it, this happened in 91. So uh -huh. this is like pre-internet and, right. you know, there yeah. was nothing like that. So I went to the post office and I bought like 500 um, prepaid postage, mm -hmm. uh, like mm -hmm. postcards. Like, and have I, you seen this? Well, I, I did it up. I typed up an entire description all the way down. There was a, a Nick on the front of the guitar from when my mic stand fell over and hit it mm -hmm. and it took a chip of paint out. I mm -hmm. mean, all the way down to like descriptions like that. So I had this huge list and not only that, I had a picture of it on the postcard and I sent it out to every pawn shop throughout the Midwest. It was stolen in Peoria, Illinois. And uh, the funny thing is we were coming back off the road and we had just played St. Louis and Peoria was the last stop before going home. Mm. And I, I had this guitar all over with me. Mm. And how ironically that it would be stolen so pretty much in home. my backyard. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like when people say that accident, like car accidents mm -hmm. happen close to home. It's like that's you know I never got over that. I how, well it's tread like that's I remember that's terrible. It I never I, I can remember this feeling. I 
our sound man was driving the equipment truck on the way home that next morning. And um, I remember just sitting in the passenger seat, like, like you know, and this is going to sound silly to people, but it was like, I lost a part of me. Yeah, well, you, you know? did lose a part of you. And it stayed with me for, well, it's still with me. Yeah. But it stayed really, really, really a long our time. Youngest, sour. Our youngest cannot handle the story. She gets so mad and so angry when we talk about this, that this ha- happened, that, um, well, she's like a little fireball and wants to, you know, like just go <laughs> kick butt. Somewhere. I mean, in the big picture, you know, it's a piece of wood with strings on it. And, mm-hmm. and like my mom always said, if they can live with it, I can live without it. Mm. That's a good thing. Yeah. Well, I hope they can live with it. I think they are. <laughs> well, yeah, clearly they are. As far as I know. So, yeah. So that being said, it's really important, you know, that when we're busy, like we get that we, we really have, have it down to where we have a system. Yeah. It's terrible to say too, because it speaks, you don't trust. And the bottom line is when you're dealing with, with things like that, I mean, even to the person who has no idea what there's, what, what the musical instrument even is, they'll take it because it looks cool or because they can. Mm. Um, I had a, I mentioned St. Louis. I had a pedal, and all it did, it was an AB switch. So it would take my guitar amp from a clean sound to a distorted sound. Mm-hmm. That was its only job. But the biggest part of it was it was made just for that amp. So if you didn't have my amp, you couldn't. It was useless. <laughs> so I went back up off of break to look down on the floor and saw my pedal gone. And <gasps> Someone stole your pedal? While we were playing. <laughs> Heck. Yep. Who has the balls to do that? In a full, yeah. I mean, and this was, it was at a the club in, in uh, St. Louis. It was called Lucius Boomers. Is somebody was, like pawning your stuff was, off or something? I, I like know. during your shows or what? But it was um, down on the landing. It was a lot of fun. The club was great. It was uh, Lucius Boomers. We would play there every Tuesday through Saturday. Um. Like like a week in five sets a night, but you would go down for a week or something. A, yeah, a we, year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. um, or a couple actually, weeks yeah, a year. Couple, no, we'd go down there for you know that duration, but then mm-hmm. that was like one of our stops. Gotcha. You know. Um, <sighs> but yeah, crazy stuff like that. You know. And I walked up and I was like, um, <laughs> and now that threw my whole game off because now I'm thinking in my head. How am I going to change my sounds? Because I now I had to physically <laughs> oh, turn around and, and mess with the amp. And oh my gosh! So yeah. Well, that's why I only carry like a, a, a mic and a um and a cable. <laughs> right. No, you know what's interesting though? Talking about equipment, and, and you said that mic stand fell and chipped your guitar, and it was my fault. Oh, uh, well, I took a mic to the mouth. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Or do you remember that we were playing a pretty rowdy bar? And it was a rowdy day. It was New Year's Day. And it was like one of those big party days where everybody was just. It was the garage, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the garage, that a place we used to play in South Wilmington. And um, it was rowdy there and fun. Mm-hmm. So fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. But there, it, a fight always broke out at some point. And so that, you know, going back to talking about like being safe on your stage and wanting to be in that safe zone. Oh, we were on floor level. We were. Oh, yeah. We were on the floor level. And 
I always knew that there was my, you know, I could exit right and get out. And I knew your guitars, you used to, used to set them up kind of like you'd square us in with your, you know, our stuff would sit on that um, flight mm-hmm. case. And I like knew that I could slide between the PA and your guitar. Like I knew how to get out if I needed to. And that, a couple of times I had to, but this particular day, something happened. It was so packed. It was like a nightmare packed and a fight broke out and I got, well, they fell over your monitor. They fell over my monitor and hit my mic stand and my mic went into my mouth and my lip was swollen and bleeding. And do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've had many split lips. Um, yeah, they split my lip. Um, one time, at the garage, there was a guy in front of me and he kept flashing me. Like, I don't know if he thought that was fun or something, but apparently it like, it, it pissed off the drummer behind me, Greg. And he took a drum. He, I'll never forget this. He didn't miss a beat. He took a drumstick. I heard it was by my, whoosh, right by my ear. And he hit this guy square in the chest, crack, and didn't miss a beat. He pulled his other drumstick out and... <laughs> Yeah, it's our buddy. Yeah, he's like a superpower yep. back there. He's wicked with those things. Oh my gosh, yeah, he is. So um, we have so many fun band stories, and I can't wait for the summer to see what happens. And you know, oh yeah, a lot of those fun band stories though were late nights. Well, again, we were younger, um, mm-hmm. so staying up that late didn't really bother us. Mm-hmm. Um, late night can also get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a particular time. When I was still with the Newsboys, we had played um, a club in Evergreen Park. Mm-hmm. And it was called PJ Flaherty's. And that was a lot of fun. Huge stage, big room. Um, Pete and I, Pete was the drummer at the time. We decided to just hang out afterwards like we always did. And mm-hmm. Just, you know, shoot the breeze for a while. Well, he left. And the parking lot we were in was dark. It was next to a bowling alley. And as I'm turning out and getting ready to go out the the exit of the parking lot, this car cuts me off. And I I thought it was just a mistake, you know, how people mm-hmm. accidentally do that. So then mm-hmm. I start to drive around him, and then he pulls in front of me again. It was this guy in his huge Mercedes, Mercedes, and uh, I lean out my window. And I'm like, where are you trying to go? He goes, I want to know where you're trying to go. <laughs> and I looked, you know, he's like got this beautiful suit on, wife sitting next to him, I'm assuming, with big mink coat. Oh. And um, I look to my left, and there's three guys coming towards my car on foot. Mm-hmm. One guy's dressed as a chef. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. I'm like, my first thought was I'm going to get robbed. And um, so I put my car in drive. I'm going to run these three guys over yeah. and drive behind the car and get away. And that didn't work. The guy in the car <laughs> saw that I was starting to back up, and he gets out of his car and he lays across his hood, and he's got a gun, and he's got a clean shot at me through my passenger window. Oh, my God. So I'm in my 20s at this time. <laughs> and mind you, no cell phones. Oh, God, no. <clears throat> no, this was probably 89, 90, maybe, something like that. This feels like it has a very, like, adventures and va- babysitting vibe. Yeah, there's no babysitters involved. Uh, I, okay, well, that's the, yeah. that's like the visual I have. Okay. But, okay, carry on. So... I um I stop the car and I get out. I put my hands up, and by this time, the four of them are are just surrounded me. And keep again in the, the parking lot. It wasn't like they shot all the lights out or something because they were not working. And I go, "You got the wrong guy." <laughs> and before I could even get that out, he had the barrel of the gun 
in my chest with the hammer pulled back. Holy cow. (gasps) If anybody out there has ever experienced, first of all, I'm sorry if you have, but if you've never had a gun held to your chest to where you can actually feel the steel of the barrel Mm. digging into your ribs, it felt like you had a cannon. Uh, I'm sure. I was... I couldn't believe. All I, I remember it was nickel plated. I think it was a thirty eight. I don't know, but it was nickel plated. It was big and shiny, and um, I just stood there and I was just. I kept saying, "You got the wrong guy. You got the wrong guy." And the guy in the chef's suit or outfit, whatever, he pulled the gun down from my chest and he goes, "This isn't him." And, and you're like, "Yeah." Try, and I'm like, listen, "I'm like, listen to the chef." Yeah, and. I I didn't get a chance to say anything, and the guy pulled the gun right back to my chest, and and he still had that hammer pulled back. I mean, one move, and I oh yeah, wouldn't be telling the story. And uh, so the chef goes, "No, it's not." And I go, and at the time I was driving a red Ford Escort, mm-hmm. and while Pete and I were in my car talking, this red car, I caught it, it was blur. I caught that the car was red because I saw there was a cop literally right behind us chasing this guy oh. with the lights on and they were like and it, the only thing I remember about the car is it was red and had a bicycle rack on the back of it that's all I got <sighs> and I said I don't know why I thought of it because I'm like hey are you guys looking for a red car with a bicycle rack and it was like I parted the seas these guys all went light bulbs you know oh my gosh and they just all dispersed and went their own way <gasps> and just left me standing there <clears throat> and I was standing in there, and it's like that whole scene of a movie where you see people disappear in the in the distance. Yeah. You know, that's what it was. And oh, I'm standing there in this alley or this parking lot. Guy gets in his Mercedes, he drives off because I said I go. The cops were chasing that car going that way. Well, they all went the other way. So obviously, some sort of deal went wrong. Oh, and oh, oh, oh. and I just stood there, and I got in my car, and there's nobody around. I drove <sighs> down a block, pulled into a gas station. I think I had a minor nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. And again, no no phones, no cell phones, sure. you know, nothing like that. No, I had a CB in my car. <laughs> my dad put in there for me, so for bad weather. But again, it's like probably like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't oh. think he's going to be awake. So I, I literally hung at the gas station for a good 10, 15 minutes. Trying to decompress? Yeah, I got, yeah. I got myself together. And I was living in Dwight. At the time, so it was a cruise, yeah. man. It was a long way home. Oh my gosh! Never forgot that. I've had Greg and I have been in some interesting situations, but I will say that has been. You mean Pete? No, uh, Greg and I. Oh, had another band. oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about Pete. Yeah, yeah. No, I jumped to other times, but yeah. yes, um, that Ugh. that would be by far my uh, closest. Your, yeah, your scariest, <laughs> your scariest. Time. Well, I never want to relive again. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Oh, how terrifying. Well, I'm glad that you're here. Yeah. So that's why I like playing two to five. Yeah. <laughs> PM. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, we we're excited to play. I mean, that is where, um, you know, last episode we talked a lot about anxiety and I think my my saving grace is music. For me, it's music yeah. and, ec- and exercise, even though I have some like a exercise induced anxiety but (laughs) um the good thing is is that i no longer have any kind of like i used to get anxious before we played like all hyped up 
and nervous. And the only time I get That's nervous, kind of a butterfly thing. I think that already kind of goes. It's the, the you know, yeah. anticipation. Bobby, Bobby Scumachi, my <clears throat> our dear friend and our old producer. Um, you know, he told me a long time ago, Jay, that's just adrenaline. You're confusing the two. And, uh, you know, he's right. But I do get a little wound tight about sound. Like thinking it's too loud or if it's, you know. But that's just my thing. I mm. mean, that's just, you know, I want it to, to be right. I want it, I want people to be happy. I want them to enjoy our show. I don't. And that's why you should leave the mix to me. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, I mix pretty darn well. I mix pretty darn well. I don't care what anybody says. I do it well. I think I do a good job. I have a good ear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not doubting. Yeah. Uh, on next episode, we're going to continue with the music um, on on the next episode that we uh, that we put out. And I want to talk a little bit about holding my own as a woman in music. Not only that, I feel like... Um, you know, Terry, you've had so many great experiences, but you've had so many huge experiences you're so humble about. And I want to kind of dish on that a little bit. And I, you know, I have something to say. I have something to oh, say. <laughs> we'll save it for next time. So if you want to hear what that is, make sure you tune in. Hey, you guys, um, you can check out our schedule at riverroadtrio.com that's where you're going to find all of our music and we'd love to see you at a show we are looking forward to playing that's what it's all about yeah really excited about it despite the horror stories um (laughs) there's nothing in this world that i would rather be doing yeah absolutely so make sure you uh you know pop on that website and see if maybe you can catch a show sometime and if you do that and if we don't know you make sure you come and talk to us and introduce yourselves and tell us that you're a listener of no stage lights but um we're gonna sign on out of here we'll talk to you next time signing out i'm janelle carter i'm terry carter take care everybody see you guys